What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Holy Hustle. My name's Jalen. And my name's Zach. Here at The Holy Hustle, our goal is to provide real-life examples, our experiences, and provide practical steps to help you become a true disciple of Jesus in our world today. And just to do life together. So without further ado, make sure you guys hit the follow button, the like button, the subscribe button, and you come back every week for a new episode. Let's get right into it. It is, yeah. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Holy Hustle. It's looking a little different. But it's the same people, the same word of God here today. Uh, episode 11, <laughs> uh, we're trying out a new software called Riverside. Zach is, um, like he mentioned before in one of the episodes, he's heading to Europe, right? Um, all over the we're place. We're going to all over the place. We'll just be gone yeah, for like four yeah, months. So yeah, so we're going to have to <laughs> um, do a couple things, you know, network, network-wise. Uh, but... I think it's going to work out. It looks really good. Sounds really good. And uh, yeah. yeah. So what's new, dude? Man, not much. Just uh, chilling out the house, working, watching some. We live downtown, so I'm watching all the, the busyness and the traffic speed up. But um, no, it's been good, man. We had church. Church has been really good lately. Um, we had uh, kind of like a Holy Spirit night last night uh, after after regular service. It was like 5 p.m. Um, and it was a really cool night to just see some new new life breathe into our church love our church to death um sundays you know always a great service but sometimes you're always looking for a little bit you know deeper thing and that's what uh sunday night was and it was just really life-giving so love our i love our our i love our like vision nights and worship night what do we Mm -hmm. what else do we call them um mega prayer prayer. prayer nights yeah we've got a lot of different stuff that we do that i really enjoy it's that extra mm-hmm. dose of Jesus that you need. Speaking yeah. of extra, yeah, because speaking Sunday. of extra dose of Jesus, the Lakers need that. Boy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are buns right now, and 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 actually, I won't even say that they're they're not terrible, and we won't talk too much about this because I don't know, but dude, it's just so disappointing because I know that if we can get past Denver, which we won't, then LeBron would easily win his. Fifth oh yeah, easily. This yeah. would be the greatest disappointment in his career. It would dude. have to. Be. But do we is there potential though? Like are we coming back oh, from yeah, 3-0, not, you think? If LeBron if there's anyone to ever it's do him. it, it's gonna yeah, be LeBron. Yeah. So yeah, it's him. Yeah. We'll see. Don't let don't don't let them win tonight. Oh yeah, if That's they win tonight. What? You just you never <laughs> and then win know. again. You never know. Do not let them do not let them win too. If they win two, yeah. that's it. If they win two, <laughs> that's all it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's in it's in LA. What about you? It's in LA. It's yeah, in LA. So yeah. But no, I've been yeah. but I've been busy. I had I don't know if I talked about this last time. I think I did. Yeah. I had COVID. Um mm-hmm. what else? I've been I feel like I've been traveling a bunch. This past weekend I was in Des Moines for one day. I went and watched my sister do long jump. She did pretty good. Um she's a freshman and qualified for state. She didn't make its finals, but um, jumped 16-4 as a freshman, so oh, yeah, she's dang. good. She's gonna be, she's gonna be such a good athlete, dude. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> did that, and then I also went and played a four-man scramble in golf with Ashley's dad. That was fun. That was very fun. Uh, we shot like yeah. nine under too. So yeah, okay, we, yeah, we did our thing. Is he is he no. good? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's not. He's but not bad. He's not bad. Uh, Okay, yeah. But then, other than that, dude, I've just been on the road back back home to Des Moines a bunch, and then um, 
that's about it really dude so nice yeah that's dope yeah i feel like it's you know getting into that those summer months now where you just kind of like you just be outside just now be everywhere, just outside. Bro. that's what yeah yeah, we've been on the road a lot lately too, going to Wichita, like where my family lives in Parsons and stuff like that to visit Moose family. Um, actually, she's only been out there. I haven't been out there yet this summer, but, but yeah, it's just that time you you know, sun comes out, the weather is nice, the sun's out, and you're just like, man, I'm yeah, gonna go outside, dude. I <laughs> just be especially outside. too because the lake, our uh, Ashley's lake house is about to start popping off. They're gonna have mm. people coming out there all the time, so the lake is definitely another spot that I'll be this summer. So, yeah, but. Making yeah. it work. What are we talking about today, though? Well, another big one. It's like every episode. It's like, what are we talking about today? It's another big one. Yeah. <laughs> we're, got, uh, we're not just going to talk about the Lakers yeah, the whole yeah. time. No, we're talking about, <laughs> no. talking about faith, but specifically relying on faith. And one of the first mm. questions we had was um, just to kind of, you know, break it down. And it's what is faith and what does it mean mm. to have faith? And I literally, when we just said we were going to talk about this, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up the definition of faith. And listen to this. Okay. I like this. I like listen to this, this response. Okay. Definition of faith. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Okay. Often and it's often used or sorry, complete. Okay. The definition for complete is often used for emphasis to the greatest extent or degree total. Okay. Mm. You can't have faith and only believe a little it is complete trust and confidence in someone or something now in that same breath too though you can have little faith size of Mm -hmm. a mustard seed and still move mountains right but you have to have complete faith that god is who he is that he sent his son and that he would deliver you and allow his will to be done in your life Mm -hmm. yeah no that's that's so that's so good because I recently did this uh, Bible study class on like how to do how to uh, do do word studies because um, there's a lot of value in it. Sometimes we go into reading our Bible and we pose our own will on a word. Um, you know, faith is a big word in, in our world. Uh, people say, "Oh, well, my faith tells me this," or "I have faith that I'm going to drive around this parking lot and I'm going to get a parking spot." And it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's slow down yeah, and see what yeah. faith actually is." And just like to your point, and, and anyway, in this Bible study class, they actually did a word study on the word faith. And I'm pulling up my notes and it was pretty cool. Um, it was from the Bible project. But basically what it boiled down to was uh, faith is not just like this uh, quiet belief that something invisible is actually there. Faith is a response as well, you know. Um, so when you have that complete and total faith, then your actions start to change and the things that you do and the people you're trying yourself starts to change. But anyway, all that to say is that when we look at the word faith in the Bible, it's not necessarily, and I'm not definitely not discrediting what you said, is that it's not necessarily a dictionary definition right. as much as it is, is an encyclopedia because there's a range, like in, in biblical word study, there's this thing called semantic range and it's like how a word gets used in the word um, in different situations, right? right? Um, but yeah, no, that's that's so good. Uh, complete and total complete so why do we so why do we we're not definitions we're humans right. you know, but so what is it in us in humans that makes us not have that complete and total faith in god when days are good and days are bad that's a good point what do you think um honestly dude and and i feel like i don't notice it as much but i feel like my faith doesn't waver as much as 
like people say say that theirs does and i think when i say that i mean like i don't notice it so like some people will say like something bad is happening they're like dude why would god ever do this to me like i'm turning my back on god versus like a simple thing such as going like making a decision without questioning or without uh going to god about it make like that that is even something like that is the thought of losing faith for whether it's a short period of time or a long period of time, you're saying to yourself, okay, I don't need God to make this decision. I'm going to make it on my own. You're not having faith in what God is going to do in that situation. And I think, I think we as humans, we do that because we want to, we want to be right in every situation and every scenario. And we want to rely on ourselves to be able to make that decision. But Mm -hmm. in reality, when you put your faith in God and you put your faith in Jesus Christ, your mindset shifts completely from I've got this on my own to no, I've got someone to help guide me through this. Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. So then why, I know I'm asking you a lot of questions no, you're here, good. but why, why would I, why, why would I have faith in God? Mm. Why? You know what I'm saying? And to me, it's because uh, the word is, impeccable it's beautiful um we always say it but like the bible is not a kid's book it's not a children's story um there's some stories in that you can share with your kids and get some value and everything like that but uh the bible is meant to teach us lessons and help us understand god and his character a lot more um and so reading the bible things that i've noticed have like you know certain situations you think about people throughout the word rahab joseph john the baptist whoever it is and you see the faith of these people and god and jesus and the holy spirit and you're like, okay, I see how these people's life go. Um, some of them, you know, you might view as a tragic ending because they died, but they ultimately ended up with Jesus and everybody dies. Um, but it's more so the, this idea of like uh, having faith in God because you see what happened to those people and you try to change your life. And it's not like behavior modification as much as it is as like trusting God and being like, okay, I've seen him do this before in the book. I've heard people in my life do it, you know, them sharing their testimony. I'm going to go after this myself. And then seeing goodness pour into your life and you're like, oh yeah, I can, I can trust this guy, God, you know, um, this Yahweh, this Jesus, you know, our faith is in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Not just some random God that's up there in the sky, some big man upstairs, you know, no, his name's Jesus. His name's Yahweh. It's the Holy spirit that we put our faith in. Um, you haven't seen him lose not no, once, so no, <laughs> why <right>. wouldn't you? <laughs> Dude, you know what I used to say yeah. all the time? Because um, I always feel like it's it's always evolution versus God, right? And I used to say it yeah. all the time, you know, like people who believe in evolution, um, maybe they don't necessarily know this, but I'm going to inform some of you right now if you believe in evolution. It's blind faith because <laughs> a lot of times people <laughs> yeah. say, oh, believing in God, that's blind faith, right? And I used to say the same thing. I used to say, you know, evolution is blind faith as well okay if you're going to say christianity is blind faith okay cool but so is evolution we've never seen one species turn into a completely different species that's we've never seen that happen (laughs) ever i've never seen a fish turn to a man okay so Mm -hmm. that's out the question uh but second (laughs) i used to say well it's blind faith yeah too to believe you know that god is who he is and he sent his son jesus like nobody to this day living has seen jesus well guess what I've seen God work in my life. I've Mm -hmm. seen miracles be done. I've seen people's lives change. And that alone 
that yeah this the bible the, the bible, bible. <laughs> it's pretty right. good yeah it's yeah. not it's not this ain't fake y'all this ain't fake uh, I, yeah. it's no longer a blind faith. I've seen these things with my own eyes. I've heard these things with my own ears. That's not a blind faith to me. Mm-hmm. And the same way you believe that George Washington was a president, the same way I believe that Jesus was a miracle worker and died mm-hmm. on the cross for my sins, the same way you believe anything else that happened in history, I believe in this. That's faith. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, it's, it's tough because it is faith. Um, and, and to me, I almost want to like unwind the word because this isn't exactly like faith is the first right. stepping stone, you know, but and this is so loaded. So I'm trying to stay <laughs> just super high level, you know, but to, to see to see the world function as it does and see how this this collection of books was written and shared with us through the through the actions of people, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You see these things. As I look out my window, I see the trees flowing, God's breath right there. I see it, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's faith because you don't get to see what Jesus looks like. And people saw Jesus all the time in his lifetime, and they still didn't believe. Right. So seeing maybe isn't believing, you know. Um, faith is understanding that, okay, everything that's written in this word is is still happening today. Um, you still see miracles, and you still see the people that follow God and the people that follow some other lowercase g God, how their lives turn out, how their marriages turn right. out, um, the emphasis they put on life and things like that, you know, and also just the goodness that comes from it, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the, uh, the long suffering, all the other kind of stuff, all the fruits of the spirit. It's beautiful. Um, and so to say like blind, I'm like, I don't know how that's blind when I can look out my window and I can see God's breath moving the world around, you know, um, and I definitely don't want to like crap on anyone that believes in evolution because I don't understand. I, don't, I, I also haven't put any time into understanding what evolution is about. But there's also that other camp of like the pie in the sky, not pie in the sky, but just the, the you know, mystic forces. And, and again, we're not going to crap on anybody's beliefs or anything like that. But um, it takes a lot of faith to believe in anything and believe in anybody. Um, and I just would encourage you if you have never opened your Bible um, open your Bible because sometimes if you if you base your faith or your understanding of of God, um, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit off of other Christians, you're going to quickly realize that we're imperfect. You know, there's we've said things on this podcast that maybe aren't theologically the most sound, or we've stumbled all of our words in a piece of scripture, and we're sinners and we fall short of the glory. But when you get in the Word, you understand like, oh, this is what Christianity and following Jesus is supposed to look like. The people are imperfect, but God uses imperfect people to share the gospel and have goodness be brought in the world. So anyway, all that to say, if you're an evolution person or you like the, the mystic rocks and stuff like that, um, just give give the Bible a try and, and see mm-hmm. see what it does to your life. And with an open, I'm pretty convinced that it will touch you. Yeah, and with an open mind too, because um, as soon as you start to mm-hmm. look at the Bible as you know, just like some book that is made up and like you know, these people just wrote a bunch of stuff and it's been altered and all that other good jazz mm-hmm. know that it's like the it's literally the breath of god like there is meaning and purpose behind every word in the bible so you have to go into it with an open mind and knowing that um putting faith in god is a lot stronger than putting faith in your own abilities yeah yeah definitely um and you know god is the creator of all things 
So if you're going to put your faith in something and, and that's, that's the jump that you have to make that, that humility to understand that, like, um, I'm not in control of all things. I need help and I'm, and, and I'm flawed and there's definitely good and evil in the world. And I, I want to get to the source of the things that are good. And I want to get to the source of the things that are evil. It's black and white, you know, um, it's the Bible is a story of God versus evil all the time, you know, and that's still the story of our life today. So, you know, we, we choose to put our faith in the one that is a source of all goodness. Um, but yeah, so then I guess like this conversation could go in a thousand different directions, yeah. but an- did you have another question? Uh, n- yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I okay. do. Yes, I do. Is it too big of a, of a jump? Kind of. What, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, you know, one of my questions was, what did Jesus say about relying on him and, and the good days and the bad days? Because like, now that we've laid the foundation for faith, yeah. like what does it look like? Yeah. It's very poor foundation because there's a lot. But basically, to boil it down to a quick statement, faith is um, trust, belief in God with the implication that actions follow, mm-hmm. that trust and that, that belief in God. You know, um, if you want to do a quick word study on the word faith or even on the word belief, both of them come with an implication of actions being changed, not behavior modification, but changing your actions and changing the things that you do and the people you surround into people that are like Christ. No one's perfect, but yeah. So All right. Anyway. No, that's good. That's good. And then the uh, next question you had was what again? Uh, what does it mean to put my faith in God? Like, okay. like, cause that's, cause that might be confusing for a lot of people or, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull up a verse that I had. Okay. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's so, that's such, that's <laughs> such a good question. I feel like all the questions we always ask are like, they're super deep and we just don't really know how to answer them in a matter of an hour or 45 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Imagine being a pastor and you're oh trying to like, gosh, dude, it, so it was tough. like when you told me like you're going to when I was speaking at that high school and you walk off that stage, and you're mm-hmm. just like, dude, I could have I could have told you guys about so much more, so <laughs> much. more. Yeah. Uh, OK, mm-hmm. so what does it mean to put your faith in God? I had faith comes from hearing the word of God and Romans ten seventeen is a good verse okay. for that. It says. Um, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And then it goes on to say in 18, but I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have for their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So it's not just saying that mm-hmm. I heard the word and okay. It, it'd be like, it'd be like, okay. It'd be like reading a book. Say I just read the hunger games and I was like, yeah okay, dude, the Hunger Games is about to happen. <laughs> like, that's putting faith. Yeah. Like, that would be putting faith in the Hunger Games, saying, okay, the Hunger Games. So it's like a trust. Yeah, it's a trust to know that what just happened, what you just read, is going to happen. Well, the Bible mm-hmm. is the word of God. It's God-breathed. So, and we're still seeing, like you said, we're still seeing these things happen today. The Bible is alive and well today. And mm-hmm. just as Jesus died on the cross and was buried and rose again, the Holy Spirit still lives in us today. So it's putting faith and trust that the word of God is alive and hearing the word of God and acting upon the word of God is the faith that he has called me to have in him and in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And no, that's that's beautiful. So 
I was just thinking, and I knew that there was a chapter somewhere in the book of Hebrews, it's Hebrews 11, Mm -hmm. where it literally lists out great examples of faith. That's the name of the subheading, is great examples of faith. And it just runs down examples of faith from the word. And the central theme for these is that these people put their faith in God, they put their trust in God, that maybe they don't have it figured out, they don't have, they don't understand what is about to happen or or why things have happened already, but they're saying, God, I trust in your definition of goodness to flow through this situation and through this world, right? So um, what does it mean to put your faith in God? I think that a lot of it is setting ourselves aside and adopting what God deems as good into our life, like like reprogram, not reprogramming our brain. I'm, I'm a software guy, so that's how I think about it, but like changing our mind from this mindset of like, here's what I think is good on certain hot topics or maybe not so hot topics and refocusing your mind into what God calls good. It's countercultural. People are going to hate you for it. Things like that. We know that. But the goodness that comes from that is like true goodness. So think about like, I don't know, uh, think about Moses and all the warnings that he was. I mean, Moses had a crazy life before, uh, parting the Red Sea, but giving all the, all the warning shots to Pharaoh. And he's like, Hey man, um, I know that this is coming because God has said that it's going to come. And then these things transpire. These things happen. These things happen. I'm talking about the plagues, of course. Um, And then it comes time for uh, Pharaoh to be like, okay, you guys can actually go. Israel, get out of here. You're becoming a real thorn on my side. And Moses walks up to the Red Sea and his back is against the wall. And he's like, all right, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm going to put my staff down and boom, the Red Sea splits open and Israel is delivered and Pharaoh and his men are swallowed up. So again, faith, what does it mean to put your faith in God? It's, it, and, I, and it's tough because I don't want to always focus on like the big moments, but it's understanding that, um, okay, God, I need, I need for you to speak to me in this moment and, and use me, um, not less of me, more of you necessarily, but more of you working through me so that whatever the situation is, can turn out for good. Right. So again, Moses steps up, parts the Red Sea. That takes a, a tremendous amount of faith because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So there's going to be times in your life where, you know, you need something bad. You you know, healing from a, a loved one or the faith to um, go out and and speak out about the word or share a mirror with a complete stranger or Sabbath or fast or join a community at church or whatever it is. And it takes a certain amount of faith to be like, okay, God, you you said these things are good. I'm going to go and step out into it now, you know? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I think okay. I, I think a scripture and one of my favorite scriptures and like a perfect way to summarize what you said is John 3.30. He must become greater. I must become less. It's instead shifting your mindset from I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to trust that what I'm doing is the right decision. It's shifting that mindset to – God's got the right decision. If I put my faith and I trust in yeah. what he's going to do in my life, I'll, I'll put myself in a good position. And I do, I think too, yeah. like what does it mean to put your faith in God? A good example in the Bible is the repentant thief on the cross with Jesus. And so Luke 23, okay. uh, 39, I'm going to read a little bit of it. it. says, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. So this is the criminals speaking to Jesus. And the, uh, the other criminal says, but the other rebuked him saying, do not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. So he's like, dude, we're all under the same crime. Like, what are you, why are you 
trying to talk to this dude right now. So then, in 41 uh-huh. says, and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. So he says, Jesus hasn't done anything wrong. Like, why is he even up here? Mm-hmm. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then the, this is what Jesus says. And he said to him, truly, I say to mm-hmm. you, today you will be with me in paradise. So at the lowest moment of this dude's life, he's about to die. He's done all these bad things his whole mm-hmm. life. He's a thief everything else that he's done in his life. And he goes, you know what? Jesus, remember me when you go into your kingdom. And Jesus is like, mm, that's bold. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's, and that's faith. Like I'm about to die. And I'm yeah. like, you know what, dude? Like I, I can't, I can't fix what I've done. Jesus, like mm-hmm. take me with you. Basically is what he's saying. And mm-hmm. Jesus goes, truly, you will see me in paradise. That is faith to have, yeah. to have the ability to say that, all right, I'm about to die. I'm going to, I'm going to trust that this dude's right. And still, and still, this is the mm-hmm. crazy part about this story. This dude has been a thief his whole life, has never had a relationship with Jesus. And then all of a sudden, and he was probably a hater. He was probably a hater with all yeah. the other people. And then he gets hung on the cross with Jesus. Yeah. And right before he dies, he says, screw it. I trust you, Jesus. And Jesus says, you'll see yeah. me in heaven. That's faith, literally. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, too, because like, Two things that are coming to my mind. One is boldness, mm. and two is people that hit rock bottom Ooh. and realize I don't have this figured out. I need some help. Um, you try God, you know. You give him a like we said. You, you give him a, give him an at bat, and you start to see the goodness reap in your life. And you're like, okay, I want more of this goodness. And then you know you keep going upstream because like if you think about from you know. Noah, Abraham, Moses, that kind of range, all the way to like John the Baptist, Jesus, Paul, that range. So again, what I'm saying is throughout basically the entire, the entire the entirety Bible. of the word, yeah. you yeah, the entire Bible, you you have all these examples of people and some that we could also name that didn't put their faith in God, um, who are bold in their decision making when they hear from God. They give God an at bat, they hear from God, they go after that you know we we how often do we sit in our room and pray that oh i pray that there would be no homeless people that go to bed hungry tonight and god's like okay cool go do it then like i'm gracing you this is good go do it um be bold in your faith um so yeah i think it takes a certain amount of boldness to and boldness humility like what does it mean to put your faith in god takes boldness takes humility it takes understanding too um the word is such a an incredible tool to see case studies and I don't want to boil it down to a scientific thing, but to see situations where people were like, I'm going after God here, Rahab, mm-hmm. they, she, she hears Israel's feet, boom, 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 coming up. And she's like, I heard about what they've been doing to these other tribes. Let me, let me let these, these, uh, spies into my place. And in that, even Rahab, you know, she had faith that when she hung that red scarlet scarf or whatever it was outside of her window, that Israel that God was going to protect her, even though Israel is going through and doing their thing inside the walls of Jericho, like after they've come tumbling down that old song. Um, <laughs> but she's having faith in God that like, yeah, they said that they were going to, he was going to protect me um, through Caleb. I think it was Caleb. And she's just sitting there hoping, you know, and then if the storm passes and she ends up in the lineage of Jesus. So right. um, John the Baptist, dude, growing up in the wilderness, he was a Nazarite, you know, um, that's a whole different other thing. But John the Baptist, the Nazarite, grew up in the Eremos, this place, and 
you know, his disciples are like, hey, John, there's this other guy, Jesus, across the street. Like, what's going on with him? Should we be upset with him? Whatever. And John's like, no, that's the Messiah. Like, I know what he looks like. This is him. And his goodness is coming through. So you guys better, like, go go over to his side, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's having faith that, like, this is him. Yeah. This is the one that we've been waiting for, yeah. you know? And it, and for me, it's really hard because I'm kind of a skeptic. And I'm like, I need proof. I need, I need to understand. And when you go through the Bible, it just gives every piece of evidence that you could ever look for um but then it does you do still have to jump in the water Mm. you know uh peter still had to get out of the boat and put that first foot down and trust jesus you know that's what faith looks like go on all day (laughs) don't you think it's crazy how we as humans like dude this is so good like we we think we need proof for everything (laughs) don't you think that's crazy? yeah (laughs) yeah but yet but yet we went to school growing up all the way till 12th grade, unless you went to college and you believe that mm-hmm. slavery was a thing. You believe that world war one was a thing. You believe that French revolution mm-hmm. was it like all these things that we learn in school, we believe them, but none of us were even alive mm-hmm. during that time to know what happened. So like, why, yeah, why do we, why do we relics? Yeah. Why do we settle? Why do we settle when it comes to God Almighty, the the creator of the heavens and the earth? Why would we settle in thinking that like that's not possible? Well, I I mean, I don't know that Satan cares about World War One and all that other kind of stuff. He doesn't he doesn't want us to know about the goodness of God. So he's Ooh, got people good. out here. That's good, who, bro. You know, I think it's in the book of Judges or Joshua Deuteronomy somewhere in there somewhere in the Torah or you know right afterwards but anyway where it talks it's kind of I don't want to get too deep into this but it talks about how God left some people in the promised lands to test the Israelites Uh and see how they would react you know and if those people were there back then how do we not know that those people aren't here today um and so it takes a lot of a lot of understanding and it's not like God hasn't equipped us with like the tools necessary to have faith. Right, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like go outside, go outside and feel the wind and tell me where did that come from? Oh, pressure and all that. Okay. What about the Bible? You know, the grass, the trees, the life, all the people that th- this most influential man of all time, Jesus churches pile up every Sunday. People open their Bibles every day to learn more about this guy, you know? Um, yeah. That's so good, dude. And the faith too, man. I mean, when you, when you go through the word and you see, we say, what is it? What does faith look like? And we talked about this before. And it's like, where, where do we even start? Let's just start talking. And it's probably going to be choppy and sound rough at first, yeah. but we'll get through it. But like all these people who just want to grab Jesus's cloak, who just want to hear a word from him, who are willing to, dude, your community is so important. We'll talk about that later. But be around people who are going to get you on that mat and lower you down yeah. to Jesus's feet so that he can heal you. Yeah. If you don't have people in your life that are going to lower you down to Jesus and have him heal you, then man, you might need to see, find some new people, different topic. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm flipping through my Bible right now and you see well, all well, this dude, stuff, the apostles, the disciples. I, I would say too, like even because Jesus, Jesus is the firm foundation, obviously, but let's talk about, mm-hmm. let's talk about Mary, the one who, who brought Jesus, her faith. She Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Like 
Joseph was really yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like dude it's so crazy because we both were thinking like alright Jesus yes for sure but like both of us had a pure example mm-hmm. in the Old Testament of somebody who had faith to make something happen and Joseph and yeah. Mary are two really good examples go read go read Matthew 1 <laughs> go read Matthew 1 it's in the New yeah. Testament but Mary talks about how Gabriel showed up to her and she had the choice to either say, all right, God, I trust you. And I'm going to have a baby, even though I can't, but yeah. And it's just crazy. It's crazy (laughs) to see it, dude. Yeah. And then, and then Joseph too, because you know, Mary, she could say whatever, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing too, is that voice in your head, say it in your head, trying to deter you from like God, it's clearly good. Yeah. So Satan's like, oh, let me let me get in your head and like switch things around and make you feel like this thing that's good isn't actually good. Let me try to redefine good and evil for you, um, just like he tried to do with Adam and Eve. And look where that led them, mm-hmm. you know, the examples. But anyway, yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about. Because uh, I'm, I'm trying to think back to before I really follow God. And really, and I, I definitely have a super long way to go, but I feel unqualified in a lot of ways. But like that transition from believing everything he said to from or from believing some of the things that he said to believing everything that he said. You know what I'm saying? Well, dude, um, and that's, yeah, and that's, that's just like, well, no, that's just like we talked about last week, like obedience to God. Like you're not going to say that mm-hmm. you're not going to say that you obey God and not believe that you can't have sex before marriage or anything that God tells us in the commandment. Like you're not going to believe in God and say, Oh, I don't believe in Jesus. Come on, bro. Like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with your faith. You're not going to, you're not going to put your faith. You or you could, but you shouldn't put your faith in God in some things and then be like, no, God, I'm not trusting you with this one. It's the same way. It's, it's obedience to God and knowing that God, I'm going to put my faith in you in this scenario of my life this scenario of my life mm-hmm. this scenario of my life in every single scenario of your life because the moment you start to pick and choose when god can intervene is the moment you start to lose the battles in life oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah because like again defining the whole the whole like defining good and evil for ourselves that's a lack mm-hmm. of faith you know and 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 so i guess how about that that's not a question that we have we're just gonna keep winging it but what what was my question? So re- redefining good and evil for yourself. Yep. Oh, lack of faith. Yeah. So how do you, in your, in your experience in your life, Jalen, how have you feel like you have overcome a lack of faith? And then we'll also tie this into, I really want to stick to like the Bible. I want to stick yeah. to using examples, but also let's use our real life examples. Right. But, um, but yeah. Shoot. A time that I, you said a time I lost faith, but then gained it back. Right. Or maybe lack faith. Lack faith. Because okay. you, I don't know that, I, I don't know how I feel about losing, losing faith. faith. Right. Did yeah, you ever no. have it? Yeah. Did you ever really? Or did have you have it? the emotion yeah, in yeah, the moment? Yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah. We, we should talk about that after I answer this. <laughs> that's true. That's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. a moment I've lacked faith. Um. Ooh. Okay. I'll say this. So before I moved to Miami last year. I was, and you can ask Zach too, because he was a part of this conversation. Um, I was very involved with our church and I still am today, but um, I was very involved with our church. I was going to connect group and 
just talking to people, trying to grow in my relationship, get more opinions from people and whatnot. Um, but at this time, my social media had just started to like get to like its peak. And so I was like, dude, I've got to capitalize on this. Like all the influencers are in LA. I can collab with people. I can do my work out there. Like it'll be perfect. And so I was like, all right, I'm moving to LA. And, um, as most of you know, I didn't move to LA, but during that time I was like, dude, it's gotta be right. And I feel like I lacked faith because I told myself that God wants me to go there. And so instead mm -hmm. of having faith in what God truly wanted, I was putting faith in the decision I was making was right. And that God was making the, and that God was making that decision when in, in reality, I was the one making that decision. So I lacked faith in knowing yeah. that God had the right decision and I tried to act on it on my own. And so right before I decided, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to move to LA. And then I talked to Zach and I talked to pastor Kyle. I talked to someone else as well. Um, but I talked to that person first that I'm not going to mention. I talked to that person first and they were like, go for it, go to LA. Like it's, it's gonna be good for you. Then I talked to pastor Kyle and I talked to Zach. And Pastor Kyle had a really good word for me and Zach had a really good word for me. And so what happened was I was in a moment of prayer and fasting. So I wasn't eating. I was just praying, waiting for something to happen, waiting for God to speak to me. And that's what it was. And uh, a book in the Bible came to my mind. I can't remember which book it was. Do you remember what it was? Not Ruth. It was, it was uh, uh, the one right before Revelation. Yes, right before... Jude, yeah, let me Jude, that. right? Jude, yes. Yeah. God, yes. See, that's yes, why yes, I was yes, so yes, unqualified. Yes. <laughs> no, no, dude, I didn't even know either. I was like, wait, is it Jude? I knew it was a short book or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so Jude comes to my mind. And so I'm like, I'm literally like reading Jude like, all right, it's got to be something in here. Something in here like move on to a new something. Like something in the Bible telling me to like a yeah. new season's coming or something like that. So looking I was for what looking you for what I wanted instead of what god was really trying to tell me god and wanted. if you really read jude mm. <laughs> you start to know that's that's not exactly what i should have been looking for <laughs> and so that yeah. was a moment where i was like dude i look back at now and i'm like bro look at what happened after i decided to really take a step back and be like okay god wait what are you really trying to tell me and I ended up staying mm -hmm. in Kansas City a couple more months, got offered to move to Miami to live in a content house for free and go to all these different events and all this other stuff. Got to grow my relationship with God. I went to a new church out there, had a lot of different opportunities. Anyway, mm -hmm. all this to be said, just because I was patient. Yeah, yeah, right. Just because I was patient and took a leap of faith in knowing that God would never lead me astray and I don't need to do this thing on my own. Look at where it took mm -hmm. me. And I think that was a moment yeah. where I really, yeah. I really realized I was like, dude, listen, you've got to start consulting with God before every decision and keeping your faith that no matter what happens, he will deliver you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I do remember those days. It feels like so long ago, but it, and it, I guess it was, it was kind of like a year and a half ago yeah. that all this stuff kind of yeah. started to go down. Yeah. Even longer. Yeah, it was like I, two I would years. say for me, a time would. Was it really? Yeah, it was like two years. Dang, time is zooming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that time is zooming. We've been friends for like, what, three now? Yeah. I think, or two? Yeah. 
two and a half, something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, a, a situation for me that I don't know. It, it turned out really good, um, but it was I, I. And I think that this is more of an example of God turning things for good to somebody who he's still working on. So anyway, um, I grew up in Seattle, lived there for a long time, moved to Wichita, lived there for a long time, grew up or went to high school, college in Wichita. And I was in a relationship at the time. And I so badly wanted to move to like Kansas City, Lawrence area, just to like kind of get out of Wichita, try something new, um, you know, kind of do my own thing. Um, and I was like, okay, this looks like an opportunity because the person I was with at the time uh, moved, went to KU and I was like, yeah, I'll go up there. It sounds like a good move. Um, and I like looked for affirmation in the Bible to do that, to be like, yeah, go. But to be completely honest with you, I would open my word a lot and it was just like God saying no, no. And I was like, no, it's the enemy trying to prevent me from da da da. And I, and I just like wasn't mature enough to realize that God is saying like, dude, slow down, like just slow down. I got you. And I went, rented the moving truck, got an apartment, moved up there. It was cool for a couple months. And then I fell into like one of the darker parts of my life. And it was definitely not a God saying, I told you so, you should listen to me type of thing. It's like, hey, man, there's a there's a line, there's a land of blessing and favor. And there's a line of or a land of disobedience and darkness. And I can rescue you from that disobedience and darkness, but you have to trust me. Um, and so then I started to honestly just start listening to the Bible project a lot more and, and studying with them and learning a lot and learning like. I can't impose my will on the word. I have to I have to take it for what it is and have faith in God that what he's saying in the word is good and true. And I have to strip away whatever my assumptions are about a single word or a, a section or the Bible as a, as a whole and just see what the word says for itself. And it's a difficult process. I'm learning a lot of things growing up in church, going watching Veggie Tales and realizing things aren't like sugar and rainbows all the time. <laughs> um, but anyway, all that to say is like, it, it put me into a season of like darkness and depression and sadness. But from that birthed like faith in God that, okay, let me not impose my will on God. Let me not try to direct life without and, and like call God in the, the guy who can do whatever and be like, okay, I'm ready for you to do this now, God, I, this is what I want. Um, and it affected me, affected my family, affected a lot of stuff, but you know, changed course, started praying more, started getting in the word more and slowing down in my life. And honestly, just start hearing from the Holy Spirit a lot more. Um, and then I was like, okay, if I, if I read something or if I hear a word from God, I'm going after that thing and dude hasn't missed since. And, and, uh, that's a big part of my testimony is just like, yes, even if you make bad decisions. So maybe if you're listening right now and you, and you went against what God is like, Hey, I'm trying to tell you, this is not a good move. And you went against what he, what he had advised in the word or through your prayer time, whatever, know that God is still the God that turns bad things for good. He's still the God that turns graves in the gardens, just like that old song. Um, and so like, keep the faith, keep your faith that, you know, this can be turned around, but it requires obedience and patience and like genuine love for God and humility and all this other kind of stuff. But that's good, dude. God is really good, man. I, I did not deserve, I did not deserve to end up with the life that I have right now. No way. But some way, somehow, you know, you just are like, okay, God, I'm going to actually trust you now. And goodness just flows through, through my life. And yeah. I thank God every day for it. So, and I think that's a big part in your faith too. Before the podcast, before we hit record, me and Zach were just sitting talking 
and he was like how often get out yeah yeah we've already been doing a podcast <laughs> before the podcast for like an hour uh zach was like how often do you look back at what god has delivered you from or what god has done in your life and i was like dude honestly i don't think i look back enough and i feel like that's a really important process to keeping faith is to know that god has developing yeah because god has delivered you and he will continue to deliver you and he will continue to bless you in your life but you have to you have to you have to continue to keep faith and i think another thing that goes hand in hand with faith is just like learning learning in general like growing mm-hmm. in the word and really indulging in the word and applying it to your life because if i just read the bible just to read for context i'm not getting anything out of it if i don't apply it to my life and learn more about why who did what in the bible for a certain reason Mm -hmm. yeah sorry i did not mean to you're good what were you saying start not paying attention you were you were probably (laughs) looking up something huh yeah, I was looking up something, but it was I, – I went to the wrong place. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Acts chapter 2. Um, dude, the book of Acts starts off just guns blazing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> talks about how the church is formed. talks about the Holy Spirit coming. It's like we're here. Yeah. You know, Jesus, is, Jesus came, and he fulfilled everything that he was supposed to fulfill. Now we can, we can go and do it. You know, the book doesn't end, so there's still a little bit left. Yeah. You know, um, but anyway, it says – Acts chapter 2, verse 25, uh, King David said this about him. I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the peace and joy of your presence. Mm. And again, that is that kind of goes back to the having those memorials in your life, remembering, man, God has taken me from a place where I was shaken to a place where I'm sturdy. He has taken me from a place where my heart is not glad to a place where my heart is glad and I can't help but shout his praises. Um, I felt alone. I felt dead and, you know, buried, sunk, basically. And he rescued me. Right. Um, He won't allow me to rot in the grave. Uh, He showed me the way of life. Do I know it all? Do I have it all figured out? No, we don't. We're not saying that. But what we are saying is, we're starting to develop more understanding of like, oh, this is how life goes. We want, we we search for the meaning of life, and it's in the Word, and then it gets exposed to us, and then you can help people share, spread goodness after they're saved, after they've been, you know, been, accepted Jesus into their life. Now it's like, okay, let's go and like bring goodness into the world, just like God planned Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply in the Garden of Eden. That's what we're trying to get back to here. Yeah, and it takes a tremendous amount of faith. But yeah, yeah. and two. I feel like we can't overlook like one of the most commonly quoted verses, Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace, you have been saved through what faith. Mm-hmm. It's not your own. doing; yeah. It's the gift of God. You can't, you can't have faith and say, Hey, I did that. Yeah. God, God, I, God mm-hmm. didn't bless me. I blessed myself. No, bro. Yeah. Putting faith in yeah. God is knowing that <laughs> everything that's happened in your life is because of him. Yeah. Knowing that you are the branch. Yeah. Not yeah. the vine, or sorry, that knowing that you are the the branch, not the yeah. vine. Yeah, I was almost. <laughs> uh, and then another yeah. verse I had too. Aside from Jesus, I'm oh, sorry. No. You okay, go. okay. Another verse I had too in Ephesians is uh, Ephesians four, um, five through six. It says, actually, let me read four through six. Sorry, 
4, 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope, called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Mm -hmm. One God and Father yeah. of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Oh, yeah. And I just think that's like a... That was so I had that verse down for the question of how do you grow your faith? And it's just knowing that like God is above all, like in every aspect of your life, in everything that you do, putting God above all is the decision that you have to make when you decide to put your faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So do we do we do you think mm -hmm. we need faith? This is a easy layup question. Yeah. Okay. So we need faith yep. as believers in Jesus, right? Yep. So what what's Matthew six thirty three? Seek the kingdom of God above, above all, all else, else yeah. and live righteously, yep. and I will give you everything you need. Seek Him. You're gonna find faith. Yeah. You look for God. You knock. He says, "What does He say?" I'm gonna butcher this. Fathers, if your kid asks you for, basically says. Dads, if you kid ask you for a cupcake, are you going to give him a snake? No, you're going to give him the cupcake because that's what they, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, maybe cupcake's not the best idea. <laughs> Scratch that. But anyway, if your kid asks for something good, would you not give him that good thing? Right. A good education, a, a family, a mom, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course, because that's good. Um, same with the father. Mm. Faith is good. If you seek him, you will find. If you knock, he's going to answer the door mm. and he's going to give it to you. Um, and sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom, not going to lie. Sometimes it takes getting to that point where you're like working and you're toiling and you're fighting so hard for uh, life to be good. And you're like, this isn't good. This isn't good. This isn't good. And God's like, yeah, cause you're using your definition of good. How about you try mine? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. then and, and, and the faith that comes from that of being like, man, I was in the slums. I grew up bad, bro. You know, grew up bad, put myself in bad. I was born into a bad situation. Mm -hmm. And then I put myself into bad situations and both times God rescued me. And I know in the future, if slash when I put myself in a bad situation, God can rescue me. But I'm earnestly trying to, like, not do that, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. seeking his goodness, seeking, you know, and what is it to mean to live righteously? That's a whole different podcast episode. But, um, yeah, so I had a uh, <laughs> tell me if tell me if this is stupid. I had this earlier when I was talking about it is I'm just kidding <laughs> when I was talking about like faith, <laughs> when I was talking about like faith and relying on faith in good and bad situations. But imagine this. Okay. Imagine you work your butt off, okay? So you've got a boss, okay? You, you've got a job, you got a boss, and you work your butt off, and you have a great week at work, and, you know, everything goes really well, and it's two weeks, mm -hmm. and you get your paycheck, right? Okay, imagine the next two weeks. You're working your butt off, but just everything seems to go bad. Everything. Everything mm -hmm. in your job seems to go bad. You know, your coworkers, the work that you've put in, everything goes bad would you still expect your boss to pay you yeah okay the same way you have faith that a paycheck is going to come <laughs> imagine mm. imagine okay i feel the you. same way yeah just because bad things happen in your life doesn't mean that mm. god's not going to still bless you yeah i feel that. good things happen in our life all the, the time that yeah good things happen in our life all the time and we say oh that's of god that's God. God's working in my life. Mm -hmm. But as soon as something bad happens, we think, oh, shoot, God ain't here. No, he's there. Yeah. He's there. 
Yeah. He's still going to bless you, but you've got to put your faith and your trust in him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we go through tough things. Job, thinking about Job, he went through a really, really tough time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and all that all that came from that, from Job's life, is for those of you who don't know, maybe uh, Job was a guy who had it all. Big family, cattle, everything that made that was the mark of a successful man. Trusted God, put his faith in God, all this stuff. And Satan's like, hey, we need to knock this guy down level. And God's like, try Job. He's he's unbreakable, you know. And all that happened from that was Job's faith was stretched. But let's not forget, Job lamented. Job wasn't just all sunshine and rainbows all the time. He's like, God, why? Like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. You know? And he 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 not questioned God, but he's like, I, I don't understand. This is not what is in line with what I understand to be your goodness. And he finds out later, God is stretching me, stretching my faith so that now my faith is bigger than it was before, you know, so that the days that come to come tomorrow, I can look back at my memorials and see, wow, God has brought me through so much. So, and I'm so glad for everything that he's done and I'm well equipped for whatever comes next. Right. You know, we might even think about ourselves the the days that we've been through where, you know, if it, if it wasn't for going through some of those dark days that maybe we put ourselves into, maybe Satan was trying us, whatever it was, um, our faith was was expanded from those days. And now things that would have bothered us in the past and been like, God, where are you? Now it, you don't even think about it. You're just like, you got the wisdom to understand like, no, God, God has this under control, right. you know? Right. Um, and there's some people that we know who, man, they've, they're facing cancer. They're facing divorce. They're facing kids getting lost, not, not believing in Jesus, whatever it is. And their faith is just solid. Yeah. You know, they, they know like, they know how good God is. They know how his timing is. That's another thing too, is understanding God's timing is perfect and ours is not. So you're, you know, you have faith that someone that you, like one of you, one of my really close friends just been praying for him and, and, um, and trying to speak to him and stuff like that. And just like expand your faith and understand what it is when you mean, you say that you have faith. Um, and I just, and, and it's challenging, really, really not going to lie, challenging a lot of times, but I look back and I'm like, but how sweet is the day going to be where he like truly comes alive to Christ? You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's the faith that I have that like going to get to heaven, high five him and be like, and, and this isn't about like me saving him or because that's not our job, but it's like the next 70 years that we're here on earth. Like what is going to come from your life the next 70 years, however long we, you know, God allows us to live. But having the faith that like this is going to turn out for really good and it's going to be a beautiful day and a beautiful moment. Right. So That's good, dude. Man, faith. But I feel yeah. like we could talk about faith for forever. I, I want to do one last Go thing. Ahead. I want to do one last thing. And um, it's it's going to be kind of weird and long, but, and I won't, I know I always say like, read until the red letters stop. I'm going to read until the section stops just for the sake of what we're talking about here. Um, and it's just Jesus, the true vine. Where are you at? It's kind of long. Bear with us. Uh, John 15. Oh, okay. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because your faith has to come from Jesus. How can you know about Jesus unless you read about him, unless you consult him, unless you search for other believers? Um, to make sure that your faith is in Jesus alone, he 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 spoke to us. Look at all those red letters, a lot of red letters there, you know. Um, he equipped us. So with that being said, we humble ourselves under Jesus and say, okay, my faith comes from Jesus, his promises, his gifts, all that kind of stuff. So Jesus' response is, and found in John 15, Jesus, the true vine. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. Mm. 
Okay, anyway. Uh, I'm the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. <laughs> he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he produces, or and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in, remain in me, and I will remain in you. So he's not leaving you. Once you're rocking with Jesus, he's not going to leave you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitless unless you remain in me, or fruitful unless you remain in me. This is the part I really wanted to read. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like useless branches and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Notice how he says, if you remain in me, if you let your environment and your being, your soul become me, then everything you ask for will be granted. Because now, the things that your soul asks for, when we are souls, the things that you ask for are good. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see goodness happen in the world. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. Need we say more? Mm -hmm. This brings great glory to the Father. And then he goes on to say, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. <laughs> so he says, remain in my love. How can I remain in your love? Obey my commandments. Why don't we talk about this more? Yeah. You know, you remain in my love just, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. So we obey Jesus while he obeys God. That's, that's just how it works. We've fallen under him. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. He's just trying to give us gifts. <laughs> yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. He's foreshadowing what he's about to do. You're my friend if you do what I command. Don't we want to be friends with Jesus? Just do what he did. <laughs> um, I, have no longer, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide, confide in his slaves. No, you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. <laughs> so he tells us, you know, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. This is my command. Love each other. I know that seems a little bit different than the discussion of faith. But again, our faith comes in the fact that Jesus is the, is the true vine. You know, he's the supplier of all good things in the world. So if we believe that, even if we believe our source is Jesus, and the things that he did and the things that he believed and the things that he stood for, then how can we be beaten by the guy who even the grave couldn't stop? Yeah. Even Satan tempted him. We couldn't. I, I've, I've fallen today. You know, 40 days. Jesus was perfect. I mean, not 40 days. His entire life, 33, 34 years, however long he lived, perfect. Tempted by Satan, perfect, you know. Um and I, if I'm going to put my faith in something, I'm going to put my faith in the perfect one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, 100 percent, dude. That's so good. I really, I but. really like the fact that you read that because it's it's clear cut instruction from Jesus, clear as day. Yeah, as to what you have to do. Um, and if you put your faith in God and you put your faith in Jesus, I think you should probably try and model your life a little more like His. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, and I, I don't want to like crap on anybody or any, anything we see online or even maybe a sermon that you listen to or whatever, but oftentimes, you know, they'll go on there and they'll say, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off or he, they won't even say that part, but they'll say, Jesus is the source and all the goodness and look what I'm going to give you. Mm -hmm. But they don't talk about how 
if you want to love me, show me that you love me by obeying my commandments, you know, but they want to skip. People want to skip over that and talk about all the gifts, but they don't want to talk about what it takes to receive those gifts. Um, and we can be saved. We can we can get into heaven. And that's a beautiful thing. Only Jesus, only through the blood of Jesus, can we can we be accepted into heaven. But what he's giving us here is the faith and the understanding for the next X amount of years that we're alive, how to live a good life. So why would we keep that from people? Why would we not share, obey my commandments and watch goodness happen in your life? Mm -hmm. I don't know why we shy away from that. You know, that's to me, that's the most beautiful part of the whole passage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good, dude. That's really good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so good. We could talk again. We could talk about faith forever. I feel like, um, do yeah. we have any homework? Hustle home. Holy hustle homework. Uh, I think that John, I, I mean, just, just reading off the fly. Yeah. John 15, reading John 15. Yeah. Yeah. Getting in the word, reading John 15, uh, maybe taking some time to reflect on how far God has brought you. Think about some of those times where, you know, you had dark days and God delivered you, you know, Joshua built the stone, uh, memorial in the Jordan river to remember and the high tide and the drought seasons when that God was there. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe we've been throwing there, like do a word study on the word faith. That's kind of a loaded, that's kind of a big chunk to bite off, but, and I think we'll get there. We'll, we'll do some word studies together with people, um, so that we can kind of strip away what culture has deemed as faith and see what Jesus said is faith, right. what God, what the Holy spirit said faith is. Um, but yeah, again, read John 15, um, what else is there? I would say, uh, I would say there's fine examples of faith in the Bible. That's a really important thing to do. I think. Oh, and they're everywhere. I mean, too. real quick. I know we're, yeah, I know. I know we're kind of at time, but if you're looking, I'll try to speak slowly. So maybe if you need to take a note, but Mary and Joe, I'm not going to tell you where it's at. We're not going to tell you where it's at. You got to go find it. <laughs> but if you're looking for an examples of faith in the Bible, the whole Bible is about that. But some key ones, Mary and Joseph. Moses, the Apostle Paul, Rahab, uh, John the Baptist, Joshua, <laughs> you know, big ones. Um, those are just some, some to name off. You know, if you're looking for a place to start, um, just go read about them. Read, read the stories in the Bible about them and do some studies online. Find someone wiser than you. Help you know what the Bible is saying. Go to Bible Project. That's all I'll say. Just yeah. go there. We can teach They've you a lot. they got everything on there. <laughs> but... Mm -hmm. All right, dude. Well, awesome. that was a good good episode. First time on Riverside. We really uh, enjoyed using it, honestly. It's nice. We don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to make Zach drive 30 minutes. Uh, I'm sure he's <laughs> loving it. Uh, <laughs> but we appreciate you guys. It's more time with my wife. Yeah, exactly. We appreciate you guys tapping in as <laughs> usual. Uh, make sure you guys, again, hit the follow button, the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. And come back every week for a new episode. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we're praying for you guys. And we will see you in the next episode. Peace and love. Chose to cleanse me up. Now I'm testifying of your greatness. This is a different love.